Thanks for tuning in to Betting the NFL on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we debate and discuss the NFL, the NHL, English Premier League, Pro Tennis Tours, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What's up, everybody? I'm Caleb Ochoa, also known as NFL Caleb 22, and this is Betting the NFL week number five. And as always, I'm here with my co-host, Derek Weatherly, also known as D-Weezy. What's going on, man? Not much, just another week back at the grind, you know, trying to shake off some of that bad juju from last week and get into some of these winning lines. All right. Uh, I mean, no bad juju over here. I'm having some good luck so far through the first four weeks of the season. Um, you know, st- I stay winning as always, but we'll get into that eventually. Um, but before we get into our picks of this week, we have to go over what happened in last. And I'll start off with uh, the well, I'll start off with saying what's up to my dad. What's going on? Thanks for tuning in. Um, I'll start off with the favorites, and uh, they um, got a winning week, 10-5 in one. Uh, pretty dominant over the over the uh, underdogs there uh, against the spread. Um, but overall, it's pretty even. Um, 30, 29, and 5. There's really no discernible difference between picking the favorites or the underdogs uh, throughout the season, but Definitely a good week for the favorites um, this past week. Home teams um, ha- were good this week at a winning week, 8-7-1, but overall have been pretty bad. 22-33-5, both teams have been uh, edging out um, the home teams for most of the season. As far as the over and unders, um, the unders have been hidden. Um, again, this week, 7-9, go the 9 Going to the unders, um, 29 and 35 overall, with the uh, unders getting the edge there. Um, so yeah, big for the. Um, it's been been mainly the unders hitting. Um, we we did have that one week where the overs got got it. I think that was week two, but for the most part, um, you know, not not as many points have been scored so far this season. Um, so with that said, uh, what what do you, any of those numbers stand out to you? Um, I do think we might see the uh, favorites start to separate themselves a little bit, uh, depending on some of the matchups. And also, you know, we're starting to get into that time of year where these better teams are going to start to separate themselves from some of the lesser competition out there. And I think that's going to be reflected not only in some of the lines that we see, but, you know, some of the um, outcomes as well. the unders coming in, I do find interesting. Um, I think we're seeing a, more. We're definitely seeing more running of the football than we've seen in the past previous years. Um, 
you know, there was a lot of talk coming into the season that the running back position was devalued in certain instances as far as having more of that bell cow running back. Um, but it's clear, you know, a number of the better teams that we see across the NFL right now, um, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the 49ers, uh, the Ravens, you know, all these teams are, you know, going out there with strong running games and not to say that they're relying solely on running games, but they're clearly having um, major success early in the season, running the ball and moving the ball along the ground. And, you know, it's a, it's a bit of an age-old saying, but if they're running the ball, you can look at uh, under coming in in the game. And so, you know, especially in some of these instances with a team like Miami where you might see them get a big lead and lean more on the running game to help bleed off some of that clock, even if we're, you know, only halfway through the game or in an early third quarter situation. Um, you know, it still plays to, you know, that philosophy that the under can come in because that clock's moving, the clock's ticking. You're not necessarily putting points up on the board. Um, even if, especially if a drive doesn't end in a score, whether it be touchdown or field goal, that can, you know, go a long way in the possibility of an under coming in on a game. So I do think that uh, the running, uh, the more usage of the running game, um, is definitely having a little bit of a factor in these unders coming in so far this season. And I did see a, a trend. I don't have the stat in front of me, but um, in primetime games, the under has been coming in just in a massive way. So, um, yeah. you know, there's a number of factors that could possibly go into that as well. But, you know, it's, you know, the unders are coming in this season. Yeah. I also wanted to, um, the one that stood out, to me is the, the, the road teams um, being, being uh, so heavily edging over the, the home team so far. And I kind of brought this up last year and saying, does the home field advantage mean as much as it used to I mean? Do you still, uh, and you said you, you still think it does, but do you still like seeing these numbers? Do you still find that, that home, uh, the home field advantage still should give you that three point edge or not? Um. I definitely think it's starting to become a more isolated thing um, because there's definitely some stadiums, some crowds that you do not want to have to deal with. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, a Seattle, um, hell, even a Cleveland, where Cleveland has not been a good team for many years. But you know going into that stadium that it's going to be a fairly packed house. That crowd is going to get wild. They're going to – pretty much hate your guts as the other team. So, you know, and also other factors like uh, travel conditions, you know, I mean, originally when home field advantage and things like that, you know, we're talking since beginning of sports and even up through, you know, the nineties and early two thousands travel conditions and things of that nature weren't the greatest. Um, I think that's been addressed more in the past, you know, quarter century or so. Uh, so yes, it, it is very possible that, you know, home field advantage doesn't mean as much as it used to. I, you know, I think if you come across a team where they're trending at home, that's definitely something to pay attention to because, you know, there's a number of factors that may have, you know, come into play, whether it just simply be them sleeping in their own beds and things of that nature that, 
is working for that team. That doesn't mean it'll be true for every team, but, you know, in the betting world, you find a good trend, you ride with it. So, you know, could home, home field advantage not be what it was? Absolutely. But there could definitely still be instances where you might want to factor in that home field advantage. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, I definitely uh, think, think so when it's a, you know, long travel across the uh, country, uh, across the country, going from East Coast, West Coast. I think those, those type of factors still play into it. But just in general, if you're like more divisional games or uh, just close, close nearby games I, I don't know i don't know if it means like you said i don't know if it means much and i think we've been seeing that in the um the numbers so far through the, through the first part of the season that it, it's reflecting that um the way teams it, it really just, i i the, re, the road teams have been getting uh, uh covering a lot more than the home teams there um just, i don't because I, I just don't think they've been adjusting for those factors i think it's still the three points and the the uh, road team's going to get the three points, and that, that's why I feel like they're coming a lot more. And uh, oh. another example into how uh, so teams are easier. addressing um, your road travel, uh, I forget who it is. There's, uh, I know the Jaguars stayed overseas after the London game because they're playing in, uh, I believe it's Germany this week. Um, but there was a team uh, that was out on the West Coast this past week. It may have been – no, it wasn't Giants. They were playing at home. But either way, they decided to stay out on the West Coast for the entirety of the week. And this isn't the first time we've seen an occurrence like this. Um, it's definitely come yeah. about more and more, I think, in the past five, ten years uh, because of things like trying to eliminate that possible strain of travel and, you know, keep your players fresh, keep them in a good mindset because – whether we talk in sports or, you know, a regular nine to five job, your, you know, your morale is going to factor into your work and your productivity and your mindset. And so being able to maintain those things um, could definitely be factors in, you know, basically limiting what that home field advantage used to be. All right. Uh, now we'll get into the biggest upset of the week, and that came in the Buccaneers plus four and a half versus the New Orleans Saints. Bucks win it 26-9. Um, I was just all over this game. Uh, I said it quick. I, um, I, I I didn't hesitate going with Baker Mayfield once again uh, with this one because I, I just knew. I, 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 I didn't know why the, the – uh, I didn't think the Bucs should be um, that big underdogs in this game. Uh, had a had a hurt uh, Derek Carr going into this game. He didn't look good. He didn't look healthy. He played pretty awful. Um, and the Bucks just, you know, they they obviously they were coming up off a bad loss against the Eagles. But I thought I didn't think they were that team. I thought they were the team that played really well in the first two weeks of the season. Um, and that's why I love them in this situation. I thought they were going to play um, get back to what they were. And that's exactly what they did. Baker Mayfield uh, has been looking pretty, uh, been playing pretty well, and he played well in this game. And you know, the Saints' offense just can't score points. Uh, they haven't been able to all season, and that definitely uh, showed up in this game. But what do you think of uh, Buck Saints? Um, I, I do have to say I've been a little surprised uh, how well their offense has been able to do. They were definitely in a situation where 
you're going up against a bad team, regardless if you're a good team or a bad team. Those are situations you've got to take advantage of. Um, as you said, Carr was not healthy coming into this game. Um, for whatever reason, this team has not been able to figure out how to move the ball and score. And this is, you know, I, I believe there's some wraparound from last season. Uh, so given the way this team is playing, you know, coming into the season, I was very low on the Saints. Um, you know, I may have been, you know, I may have been off about the Bucs. I weren't, big, I wasn't big on the Bucs either, but, you know, there was a lot of people out there, uh, especially on some of these big networks, talking about how the Saints were going to be this, maybe not great team, but a really good team. They were going to go out there and be this 9-10 yeah, they, they win definitely team. They were going to win the division. Yeah, and so looking at this team as we, you know, what we see now, uh, I mean, there is nothing about this team that I would look at and want to point point to as something, you know, that's going in their favor or going well. And I think that says a lot to just how much, uh, just how bad a situation things are getting in New Orleans with that team. All right. We'll get to the bad beat of the week. And that came in the Las Vegas Raiders plus six and a half at the Los Angeles Chargers. Raiders lose 24 to 17. And if you had the rate, if you bet the Raiders plus the six and a half, it was a killer, man. It was definitely a killer for you. Uh, Raiders were down seven with just a little over two minutes left in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, they get all the way down the field. They're in the red zone. They're at the Chargers three-yard line. And then what happens? Uh, Connell throws that interception right to Santi Samuel, and, then, and that's pretty much the game game. And then it's just, it's just a killer. I mean, you, you, you have the win right there. You have it. You're three yards away from covering – uh, not just covering the spread, you're gonna outright win the game, and then you you just you get the, that 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 unfortunate interception happens, and you, you miss out, you lose you lose you don't cover by just a half point right there, and that's just a that's a that's a killer, and that's why it's the bad beat of the week. Well, I definitely have a part two to add uh, along with that because anybody that was watching the uh, Kansas City New York Jets game. You, you saw the slide heard around the world at this point because sports books across, um, you know, across America, across the globe. If you had action on this game, that slide single-handedly probably oh, yeah. took you from winning to losing, took books from, you know, cashing money to shelling out money, just open space, open field, nothing but end zone. He gets that first down and slides down at the one, one-and-a-half-yard line. And just to rub it in a little bit more, the pose as he comes up, like he knew, hey, sports books, I got you. Yeah, the reason why I didn't uh, um, have that one as it, it seemed to be a struggle the whole time. So I don't I don't know if you I, – I, I don't know if they were expected to, to get that last touchdown or not, to drive all the way down. Um, to win it like that, um, that's the only reason why I I kept it from not being the bad week. But yeah, that is a killer. To you were about to cover, and then he just slides down. But you probably should. I, I don't really think you were expecting to after how the game was going through um, through most of the game. Kind of keep the Jets were keeping it close. So and it was a big point spread. So if you if you thought you were going to cover just because that happened, I mean, then you I, I don't think you were at 
as hurt, hurt by that one. But, okay, we'll get to um, my picks of the week, and my record was damn good. I mean, uh, again, I have another uh, winning week, three and two. Uh, third, uh, three out of four weeks been winning overall, and I'm hitting that at 60%, which is, uh, if you know, if you know what professionals betters, it uh, that's pretty damn good. Um, so far, the best pick was, um, the uh, well, unfortunately for you, it was the Vikings minus four, uh, at the Carolina Panthers, uh, and and uh, Vikings winning 21 13. And, you know, I was uh, – for both the games that were 0-3 teams, I picked both those games. Um, and, like I said, someone to win those games. I was just on the right side of both, each of those games um, because it, it was kind of obvious to me that you kind of just picked the best offense with a better quarterback in the in those games, and you were probably going to end up on the on the right side of those things. And that's just what happened here. Um, I picked the better offense, picked the better team that was going to – score points as shown that they scored points in the previous weeks. They just, you know, couldn't, um, couldn't hold on to the football. That's the reason why they lost. Um, so, uh, and then the Panthers on the other side just couldn't score points. They haven't been able to. And I, I thought that was a, a pretty uh, easy pick there. Um, so yeah, that was my best pick. Uh, what about you? How'd you do? Yeah, I gotta say, you know, I was riding with you on, the Vikings minus at four, you know, that spread probably should have been bigger, though, you know, kind of hard to uh, value the Vikings that high, uh, even in that matchup. Um, the game seemed close for the most part, but if you were watching it, that Panthers offense has been struggling to move the ball downfield. Uh, the defense was able to hold up for a large portion of the game. But unfortunately, uh, it was the secondary that was letting them down. And against the Vikings, if you can't stop that pass game, you know, you're gonna have a tr- you're gonna have a struggle keeping them out of the win column. Uh, and you know, like you said, that minus four, they covered that fairly easy. Um, I think up until the the game was slightly in reach up until the Bryce Young fumble that resulted in a. a touchdown for the defense for the my uh minnesota vikings um and that really uh sealed the deal on the game um i think if they'd possibly been able to put up some points there um the potential for the panthers to win or even cover the spread would have definitely been on the board but to have that you know that shift in uh potential points going from a potential plus three plus six for the panthers to the Vikings putting up another six, seven points um, definitely really kind of sealed the, uh, sealed the deal on that game. All right. How did you do overall? Overall, I went uh, two and three, um, that Vikings game and uh, Seattle. uh, I guess, you know, I could, I could put the Seattle game up there as great, uh, you know, best pick of the week. Um, was able to get it at a pick'em. I think the line moved a little bit in Seattle's favor uh, by the time um, the game rolled around. But at no point, if you were holding a, you know, if you were back in Seattle in this game, uh, up until that Daniel Jones uh, 97 interception pick six, um, you know, the game was it, it was fairly close. You know, 
uh, I won't say that maybe the Giants would have won it if they'd been able to get points up there. Um, but it would have definitely kept the game in range. Uh, and that, you know, that pick, I don't think anybody's figured out what Daniel Jones was looking at yet. Um, but, uh, you know, that just ultimately sealed the game for the New York Giants and made it a very easy cover um, for just about any pregame spread on this game because whether you had it at pick em or, you know, minus a couple points, Seattle, you know, basically blew the Giants out of the water and you were riding easy for the majority of the game. All right. We talked about the good, so we got to talk about the bad. And my worst pick uh, had to be the Steelers minus three at the Texans. Uh, they lose it uh, 30 to six. And this was rough. Um, and not just because the score was really bad. It was rough because I originally did have the Houston Texans. I had picked the Houston Texans. I had written it down. Um, but then I just, I, I switched it uh, when I realized I just had like so many underdogs. Um uh, I had picked so many underdogs. It was basically all underdogs I was picking. And I was like, one of these has to switch. I had to switch to a favorite um, just for that reason. And, yeah, that was a bad decision. I probably should have just stuck with what, what I had. And I would have got this one right. Uh, so that that just really – that that one really kills me. Yeah, Steelers just have no offense. Pickett looks terrible. You know, like we said, uh, um, C.J. Stroud looks very – very good in his uh, first four games of his career. And he has a great connection with Nico Collins, just killing it. He had seven receptions, under 60 yards, two touchdowns. Really good there. Uh, good, good stuff from their offense. They seem like they have uh, uh, their, their stuff together. So, but the Steelers just complete mess. And, uh, you know, I thought after a couple, win, you know, getting those uh, those wins, um, that, that win, uh, that they would do better. But, nope, uh, that was not the case. Yes, the Steelers definitely seem to have lost any and all momentum they had from the previous weeks coming into that game. Um, you know, I was riding right there with you and hate myself just as badly for taking the Steelers. Uh, you know, I, I at minimum, I expected a closer game, if nothing more, because of the Steelers' defense, and clearly that did not occur. Um, I think we're seeing, you know, a little bit of, that freedom uh, down in Houston, you know, a carefree mindset because Houston was expected to be bad. If you go out there and be bad, nobody's going to care. So don't care. Go out there, play free, play relaxed, you know, and I think that's reflecting some of what we're seeing. It's uh, definitely out of um, CJ Stroud. He's even, you know, in the losses seemed to, I won't necessarily say go as far as played well, but he doesn't seem to be getting rattled. He doesn't seem to letting a bad game carry over to another game because um, clearly this past Sunday he was going out there and lighting it up and doing everything he needed to. And, you know, so definitely a bad pick if you had the Steelers minus anything in this game because – I'm pretty sure this game was over not long after the kickoff. Uh, all right. Um, that'll wrap up week number four. But before we get into week five, um, we like to help you guys out. If you guys can help us out, 
by subscribing to the channel if you have not already. Um, also hit the notification button so you can know when we go live uh, for all the shows. We have a lot of shows on this channel, so um, hit the notification to get notified. Um, also, if you really want to help us out, you can join our Patreon. The link is in the description uh, down below. Um, that would re be really, really appreciated um, if you can uh, do some and do those things. And also, um, at, at the minimum, just hit the like button. Just hit the like button, and that, that would also help out as well. Um, so now, we will get into our week five bets. Um, and, you know, I'll let you go first. Um, and uh, you, you give the... All right, well, I'm going to kick it off going right back to those same Houston Texans. Uh, they're taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Now the Falcons have been horrible against the spread this season. And while Houston has not, you know, has been 50-50 through four weeks, two and two against the spread, I think last week was a great example, not only of what their offense can do, but what their defense can do. And against this Atlanta Falcons team, if you can stop the run, you'll stop the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Desmond Ritter has not been able to produce much through the passing game, thus limiting what we've seen out of Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Now, B. John Rob uh, Robinson has been everything that he was advertised to be, but I do think that this Houston's defense will be able to stifle them. And on the flip side of that, I do not think that the Falcons' um, defense will be able to keep up with this Houston offense, who currently through four weeks finds themselves as the 10th best offense as far as yardage in um, almost 370 yards a game. So coming in, you know, with all that said, a very, or, you know, underdog in this game, plus one and a half, I think they should be the favorite riding with the Houston Texans to win against the Atlanta Falcons. Well, we're in agreement there. This is my first pick and first bet as well. I'm picking the Texans plus two. Um, on the road in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, like for pretty much for all the reasons you said, um, you know, the Texans seem to get their offense going. They've scored 30 points or more in their last uh, three games. You know, C.J. Stroud's been playing well. But also on defense, um, they've been playing well. They held their opponent, the last two opponents, to under 20 points. Falcons, on the other hand, really bad on offense. Uh, they haven't scored more than seven points in the last two games. Ritter looks uh, just lost out there. He threw two picks in, in the game against the, the Jags, um, just playing pretty bad. And like you said, you brought up how bad the Falcons are against the spread. Well, they are 4-11 in their last 15 games. They are terrible covering against the spread. Do not pick them um, to cover because you're just going to lose your money. So you got to be on the Texan on this side. Um, honestly, the Texas Falcons. We should be favored in this game, even though they are the road team, um, just for the fact that Falcons can't cover a game to save their lives. So, yeah, definitely on the Texans with you. Going into my next pick, I'm not sure. I, I think I've backed this team every week so far, and I'm going to be going back to them because against the spread, 3-1, and one, Miami Dolphins, as they take on the New York Giants, who are currently 0-4 against the spread. I mean, we saw just how ugly the Giants were against the Seattle Seahawks. They have not been able to figure it out. They have 
by all accounts, lost that magic that they found last season. And it's showing on the field. Um, I think outside of that Arizona game, we've seen them struggle to score points against anybody, regardless of who it was. Um, and even in an instance where the Giants were in the red zone, simple turnovers and just whether it be miscommunication, poor performance, a number of different reasons why this team has been able to get the ball into the end zone. I'm unsure if we'll see uh, Barkley back for this game, but even if he did return, I don't see him being a factor in them being able to keep up with the Miami Dolphins for this game. Yes, it's a large spread. I have it at minus 11. However, I believe, you know, the Dolphins are going to put up 30-plus points in this game. I'll be surprised if the Giants can put up two touchdowns in this game. So I'm definitely riding with the Dolphins as they go out and cover this big spread. Um, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right on that one. Um, you know, a team that scored 70 points can definitely – uh, cover or spread that's uh, that's a uh, 11 points there, especially with a giant team that can't score at all. Um, but I just can't do it, I just can't bet a, a double digit. I've been burned so many times uh, on betting double digit spreads, it doesn't matter how bad the other t- the underdog is and how good the favorite is. I always somehow get screwed, and I just uh, just PTSD of, of, of betting the those type of spreads and I just can't I can't do it no more um that's the reason why I can't I have to stay away from but um if you if you made me then yeah definitely be on on the side of I definitely obviously they're obviously capable of covering a spread like that I just I just don't want to be there and it's a fluke game where the where they can't where they don't do it so um that's why I still just stay away from those uh double digit spreads there but for my second pick, bet I got uh, the Cardinals at home plus three versus the the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, I mean, Joe Burrow is not healthy. Like he's been playing hurt um, all all season. Yeah, um, he he definitely and he looks it. I mean, his play shows um, how unhealthy he is um, because he's looked like. I mean, if you just go by the numbers, he's like the worst quarterback in the league. Um, he is. He's been playing really bad, um, but you know, uh, I don't think they're gonna sit him. They obviously they're gonna play him, and he's not gonna get any healthier in this game. I mean, he's probably pretty much gonna look the same as he's been looking. Um, he just, I mean, he has to sit, uh, you know, a little bit to try to heal. But if they're gonna go out there and play him, he's pretty much gonna look the same. Um, you know, the Cardinals fought hard in every single game they've been in. Um, they obviously got the the big upset against my Cowboys, um, and you know they've been uh, they kept it close uh, last week against the Niners um, for a uh, good good uh, portion of the game there, um, and you know they they put up uh, twenty plus points in every game this season. Bengals have given up twenty four plus points in three of the their first four games. Uh, Bengals horrible team against the spread. Oh, four and one um, in the last five. five um, uh, let's see, five and two against uh, spread in the last seven games. So, looking good there. Um, that's why I like the Cardinals um, getting the three points at home at, as home underdogs. I think this is a great position for them to get the outright win as well. 
I definitely agree with you in this game. This was a matchup that I was looking at uh, a lot of it doing with, you know, as you said, Burrow is not healthy. He just he, he looked horrible in the last game. You could tell he wasn't comfortable. You could tell that something was hindering him, and he just was not playing at anywhere close to 100%. And, you know, as you said, the Cardinals have been fighting in every game. They've been close in every game. Against the spread so far this season, 3-1. and one. So clearly they are staying within these games uh, because, if I'm not mistaken, the only game that had a unusually large spread was that Cowboys game, and they won it outright. So, I mean, yeah. that right there shows you that regardless of who the opponent has been, that, you know, they're staying in these games, they're putting up points, um, you know, for the most, you know, one and three outright as far as wins and losses. But for a team like this, especially against the spread, they can be very dangerous, you know, coming in with that, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, that free mindset and, you know, carefree and just being able to go out there and play and not have to worry about winning or expectations. Um, and I think we're seeing, you know, that be a reason why they're definitely uh, coming out on the right side of uh, the spread when it's all said and done. Now, moving into my next game, um, going to the New England Patriots up against the New Orleans Saints. You know, we were just talking about how bad this Saints team was. Uh, it's it's I haven't heard any announcement that Derek Carr will be starting. Now, we saw him go out there last week. Um, there's still a possibility that he'll go out there this week, but how much better is he is still up in the air because on injury reports, he's still listed as questionable. Um, looking at the New England Patriots, yes, they've struggled this season so far, even against the spread, only one in three, but that one victory against the spread was an outright victory against the Jets where they covered the minus two and a half as they were favorites in that game. But they're going up against the Saints who have failed to cover a single spread this season so far. They are 0-3-1 against the spread. Um, I see nothing about this team to lead me to believe that they could win outright. And with the skinny spread, you know, it, it's a one-point spread. You might find it one and a half to some places. Um, but, yeah, give me the Patriots to win outright. As I mentioned, their lone win against the spread this year was an outright win, which is basically what they're going to need to do here and we've, you know, we've seen Belichick be able to uh, scheme ways to give quarterbacks problems. And if you're not going out there 100% or potentially a backup going out there for a portion of the game, I definitely think Belichick is going to give this offense uh, problems. I did hear, uh, I believe it was earlier today or maybe yesterday, uh, the Patriots traded for cornerback um, from uh, – yeah, the, yeah, yeah, from the Chargers. Thank you, drafted him. Yeah, I know that. That's the beauty. Isn't tell me that's not the Patriots' way. You know, we're gonna draft you. We're gonna play you. We're gonna like you. We're gonna let you go somewhere else. Sign for money there. Go get your money, and then we're gonna bring you back in a couple of years. Like that is literally mm -hmm. the Patriots' way. And of course, you know, we see them bring yet another player back into the Patriots' fold. Um, so. I do think it'll be interesting to see if they'll be able to uh, bolster some of their issues in the secondary um, as they lost uh, Gonzalez, I believe his name. Uh, they lost mm -hmm. him for the year, I believe. Uh, 
but they'll also have a uh, Jackson under contract for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. So that'll actually work in their favor, I think. Um, but yes, I'm going to be back in the Patriots in this game, minus one. Um, whether it's spread or money line, I see the Patriots winning this game outright. Um, yeah, this was definitely in consideration. Um, I do like a team that gets embarrassed and comes back, especially in a Bill Belichick's. I mean, he hear, he's probably hearing it all week. That was his worst loss uh, in his career. So he's definitely going to want to make up for it uh, going into this game. But I and, think the and is- I was going to say, not to mention, uh, Belichick's only 17 wins short of passing Don Shula for the all-time wins record mm-hmm. as a head coach in the NFL. And not to say that he'll get it this season or even next season. It'll probably be with the way that team's looking, maybe three years, if not a little more. But he's done as far he's motivated. And yeah. to add extra motivation, it, that, that's not something you want to do with Bill Belichick. Don't mess with that man. Let him be old and grumpy and not talk to reporters. Yeah, but definitely that's that's why I, I definitely have this in consideration of one of my bets. But I do think that defense. It's going to take a hit with the injuries to Gonzalez, like you said. But they didn't just lose him. They lost Matthew Juden as well. Those are the two best players on defense, and that's really going to be a major factor uh, in this game against the Saints. Um, like I said, the Saints haven't been uh, scoring many points, but if they have, if the Patriots have holes like this, um, maybe they can get something going um, for themselves. And uh, just, just the fact, I mean, just god-awful. I mean, he looked terrible against uh, the Cowboys last week. Um, obviously, because the, the Cowboys make a lot of uh, these mediocre quarterbacks look pretty terrible, but my God, like, he, he was he was really bad. And that's just, it just when, when I just think back to the game, I just like, I can't bet on that. I can't bet on that guy. I'm not putting my money on that guy, even if it is against the Saints. So that's, that's what made me uh, stay away from this game. Um. But I'll get into my third pick, and that is uh, Eagles at uh, Los Angeles Rams. I'm picking the Rams plus the points, or four and a half. You know, the Eagles are undefeated, I understand, but they haven't looked all that great in their wins. Um, you know, three out of their, their four wins um, that they have, you know, they've only – it was one score game, six points or less. Uh, they just um, gave up 31 points to the Commanders. Um when it took overtime to win that game, um, you know, so they had some extra time, um, uh, so much playing time there and added on to the fact, like I said, like I said earlier in the show, they have to go across the country to LA to, to play the Rams. Um, so that, that might be a fact a factor there. Rams likes, uh, I think, um, one of the more, um, press teams, uh, I've, I've been impressed with, um, um, with their play, because I didn't think they'd be that good um, as as they're playing, and definitely Pupinakua, obviously, <laughs> he looks pretty awesome. Um, he, he's been playing great for them, um, and that's where I think they can exploit the Eagles. Um, I think that's where the Eagles' weakness is is in their their secondary, and uh, with the connection that Stafford has with Nakua, I definitely think they can take advantage of, of the Eagles there. Um, the the because uh, I think the commanders did as well with Sam Howell. Um, I think that's where where they they got him, and they because the Eagles have the 26th ranked uh, pass defense. Uh, so I definitely think that's their biggest weakness on their team. Um, while the Rams have the fourth ranked passing offense um, 
lot, a lot to do with uh, Pugunakua. Um, so that's why I, that's why I think the Rams have the advantage here, and I think they can uh, keep it close and uh, cover that four four and a half point spread. This is actually my fourth pick, and I'm riding on the opposite side against you. Now, yes, I do agree that the Rams, by all accounts, should be able to capitalize on the woes of the secondary of the Eagles. But I also, you know, I mentioned that at the beginning of the episode, you know, the Eagles are coming in with one of the best rushing attacks in the league, um, whether it be total rushing yard or, you know, rushing yards per game. Um, rushing attempts per game, they are the number one team in the league. Um, total offense has not been lacking either, as they are the fifth total uh, coming in just in uh, just under 400 yards a game. Um, I definitely think that uh, this running game, because of its speed and not to say it's a more spread-like offense, but they do seem to not be afraid to not only utilize Hurts in the running game, but also um, to try and spread the defensive line and the uh, that front seven out more laterally, taking you know utilizing their speed and their advantage, trying to get to the edge. Uh, so I think some of those factors uh, will minimize the effect uh, Aaron Donald will have in this game. Yes. I do not expect Aaron Donald to be completely neutralized because I'm not sure there's a team or a force out there that could do that. But, you know, it's a simple game when you're talking about one person. Where is he? Okay, go the opposite direction. You know, it doesn't matter where Aaron Donald is if the play is going away from him. Now, of course, you're not going to call every single play that way, but it does allow uh, a little more leniency uh when you just have that singular player, uh, especially in a unit like defensive line. Um, so I do think that the Eagles will be able to continue with their rushing attack. Um, and I think that'll have a big factor in this game because if the, if the Rams can't keep up with the past game as they have the past couple of weeks, I don't know where any production is going to come from this team because I mean, for years now, the running back situation for the Rams has been a mess. We just saw them ship out uh, Cam Akers to uh, Minnesota, I believe. Um, you know, it's been clear in the past uh, they want to rely on the pass game, you know, rely on that high volume. Um, from what I've seen, Cooper Cup hasn't been activated yet, so I'd be highly shocked that he would be back for this game. So uh, that's another reason – I would definitely lean more to the Eagles covering the spread, which I thought was a little bit low for this game. I believe the spread was four, yeah, minus four and a half. Um, I'm just, I'm not sure I can back the Rams even getting those points. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be going with the Eagles minus four and a half. All right. Uh, disagreement there. Um all right, I get to my fourth bet, and I'm going to take my Dallas Cowboys plus three and a half at the San Francisco 49ers. And before y'all come me homer, uh, I don't, I, I guess I always say I am not biased when it comes to my money. Um, I didn't pick them when everybody was in love with us, uh, going in against the Cardinals game, and all the money was on the car, 
on the Cowboys uh, versus the Cardinals, even with the big spread. I did not pick us. I didn't. Uh, I, um, I know the history between the Cowboys and Cardinals. I and that's why that, I was like, no, that's not that's not where you win money here. And I'm about winning money, and I definitely think it's an opportunity to win money. Even though this, uh, you know, yeah, it is my favorite team, but I definitely think the Cowboys. I really do believe the Cowboys have um, a definitely chance to to win this game. Um, Cowboys have been extremely dominant in their in all three of their wins. Um, if if the Cowboys can uh, stop McCaffrey, uh, and and yeah, it's a big task. But we did it in the playoff game. Um, he did not do very much uh, in that play again, playoffs game against us. He had 35 yards rushing, 22 yards receiving. So, friends, uh, I believe that our defense is good enough to hold them. We held them under 20 points um, against them last time. Um, that is not the problem. Um, I see for the Cowboys. Cowboys uh, problem is, is, is uh, it's been the problem all season. It's scoring the red zone. If we can do that. Um, then I, I think we definitely can win this game. Um, I don't think it's be a problem to win this game. Um, I don't fear it because we've shown the ability to go up and down the field. Um, even in the loss against the Cardinals, we were able to go up and down the field on the Cardinals. We were, on all the teams that we played, we were able to move the ball um, at will. If the problem was actually putting in the end, uh, put it in uh, the end zone. But even at that, even if we don't always score in the red zone, I still believe, even if we're just scoring field goals, that we can win this game because I think we can hold them. Uh, I'm like I'm that confident on our defense that we can hold hold the the 49ers uh, offense um, as long as we just keep scoring every single time. I think we'll score enough uh, to to edge them out this time. And it, it's just the revenge factor. I, I believe just getting her at you know getting beat by them the last two years. That's really got to piss us off. I think we're going to be absolutely ready for this game. We're going to put all like all the effort we can to win this game because I just believe the Cowboys just tired, tired of getting bullied by the Niners, and they're really just trying to make a statement, um, show show that we're, we can actually beat this team. And I think that's a big factor in this game. Um, yeah, it's on the road, um, but I, I just think the Cowboys are just so ready, just been so marking on the calendar ready for this game. Um, this is the game that they want, and um, I think they do. I think they uh, finally get the win over the Niners here. Yeah, looking at this matchup, um, I definitely think it will be a close matchup. I mean, clearly we're talking about two of the better teams in the league currently. Both come in, you know, doing – uh, the exact same against the spread, three and one, respect, uh, respectfully. Uh, both teams have been able to bag a couple wins at home and also get at least one victory on the road. Um, I don't know. This is definitely a game that, you know, it could go either way. I mean, there's, you know, you you can point and look uh, towards stats and a few different things uh, for each team as far as um, – making an argument for them to win, whether you're talking about Cowboys taking and uh, getting the points or, you know, uh, potentially the 49ers covering that spread at minus three and a half, you know, something I found interesting, you know, that total at, four, uh, you know, that at 45, I think this is definitely a game where that under could be a possibility because we're talking about basically the two most runningest teams in the league right now, um, you know, Coming in, uh, Dallas is third in uh, rushing attempts per game. Um, 
Let me see what San Fran is at. Uh, yeah, San Fran is currently uh, 10th. Or no, excuse me, wrong side. Uh, 5th. And so, you know, I think we see the run game be a heavy factor in this game. You know, obviously, uh, Kyle Shanahan and the coaching staff of the 49ers is going to try and limit how much Purdy has to take on the uh, passing defense of the um, Cowboys and try and limit some of that pass rush that we've seen. And so, yeah, I I definitely think it will – if the Cowboys want to win this game, it will – come down to a few factors like being able to uh, stop McCaffrey in the run game and make that offense more one-dimensional because if they can do that, I do think that there's a stronger likelihood that they can uh, win the game outright for the Cowboys, even if uh, Kittle or uh, Samuel go out there and have a good game. Um, You know, you eliminate that uh, run game for the 49ers, you get that ball control. as you said, the Cowboys have struggled more so to put up points in the red zone and less uh, less about moving the ball downfield. Um, so I definitely think you can make an argument for both uh, teams to possibly win this game outright. Like I said, I think uh, the under 45 might be real way to go in this game just based off the potential. Short of, uh, you know, us seeing a couple 30, 40-yard runs broken off, we're going to see some chunks of time come off the clock, whether points get put up or not. All right. Now to slide into my last play for this week, rocking the cap for the team, going to Baltimore Ravens as they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers in a divisional matchup. Now we will not see uh, Kenny Pickett out there for this game, meaning Mitch slash Mitchell Trubisky will be suiting up to go up against the uh, Ravens who defensively, have not played the greatest. However, they have been able to um, limit teams for the most part. Uh, you know, even in a, in their two losses, they didn't give up more than twenty five, uh, uh, more than twenty four points. Um, and on the flip side of that, we've seen them be able to hold uh, multiple teams to a sub ten point performance. Uh, coming into this game, this. Steelers were obviously struggling on offense, um, whether it was running the ball, passing the ball. And I think we see those struggles continue. Um, I'm not big on uh, Trubisky to be able to come in as some sort of savior and turn something around. I do agree that the the offensive issues may – lie more in the OC Matt Canada than necessarily some of the talent that we've seen on the field. Um, But going up against this Baltimore uh, Ravens team, you know, another team that has been very successful so far this season in the run game, Um, even as they face some injuries in uh, the backfield at the running back position, we've still seen uh, Lamar Jackson be the threat that he's been in the running game. And I think we see that continue and the Ravens win this game outright uh, because whether it's defensive or offensive, there is not much about this Steelers team that is looking good currently at the moment. And to be able to get the Ravens at minus four, I think is a bit of a steal. Um, You know, yes, it's a division game, so maybe that's a reason why we're not seeing a bit of a larger spread. But 
I'm surprised that this uh, spread isn't closer to maybe the seven range, um, maybe seven and a half, somewhere around there. So to be able to get the Ravens at minus four going up against uh, this Steelers team, I'm definitely going to be backing the Ravens in this matchup. Uh, uh, these Ravens Steelers games always scare me. I, I have no idea which way to go in them. Even when like one 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 side is bad and the other side is good, uh, it's still tough. Like it, it really goes either way on, on some of these. Like even though the Steelers are, are clearly worse than the Ravens, that doesn't mean that they they can't get a win here. Um, just like just uh, fluky stuff that kind of happens uh, in in these Steelers Ravens games. Um, and then just I, I don't know like I said I, I, I like I said uh, I kind of stay away from Ben the Ravens because I just know I'm not sure what I'm getting it's a lot of injuries um, is that going to be the team that you know lost to the Colts in overtime um, or is it going to be that dominant win over the Browns is, uh, which team like um, I, I'm not not really sure and that that's what that's like I never put my money on the question mark um, and that's why I kind of stay away from um, Ben the Ravens a lot of the time because sometimes it. It just it just is what it is, and um, um, that's why I can go with you on that one. But for my final bet of the week, I gotta go with uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Vikings. Vikings are getting plus four, and I'm gonna take the points with the Vikings. I picked the Vikings last week. I'm gonna keep uh, rolling dice on them. Um, the, obviously, they finally got the first win. I think. Um, I think they would have a better record if they can hold on to the goddamn ball. Like that has been their problem. They just turn over it, turn over the ball like crazy. Um, I think they could have got some of the, those close um, games that they had um, if they if they were able to take the uh, care, better care of the ball. Um, so if they can do that, I definitely do do think they can uh, go toe toe with the Chiefs, who you know we saw on Sunday night they they struggled against uh, uh, you know. A, a Jets team that can't really score with Zach Wilson, um, you know, and the Chiefs, uh, especially Patrick Holmes struggled. Like, he, he was throwing uh, two picks out there. He didn't look very good. Um, and, you know, that those struggles um, kind of um, uh, are, part because, uh, are in part because of the, the weapons that they have. They just don't have a lot of firepower in the receiving. And um, obviously, so has Kelsey, but just – with his receiving core, it's just I think that's why he's having a lot of a lot of different issues there, and that's why he may, may throw a uh, couple picks, you know, trying to make something happen. Seems, um, you know, maybe not a lot of lack of getting open there. I think that can um, be a problem going in this game, um, going to the Vikings. Um, I think Kirk Cousins and, and his offense can, you know, they I think they've shown that they can put put up points and. Um, they can keep pace with Chiefs team that's you know kind of up and down with their their offense. So if they can at least keep pace with them, uh, I definitely think they can um, uh, get uh, cover that four point spread, especially getting the momentum off, getting their finally getting their first win. I think they can build off of it and um, keep keep like I said, keep rolling um, against the Chiefs. This was one game that I looked at, and I do agree with you as far as uh, backing the Vikings in this game because uh, my hesitance did center around, you know, what we've seen out of KC so far this season. They have not been the same KC, uh, Kansas City Chiefs teams that we've seen the past couple of years. Um, and, yes, you know, I, a lot of that I do believe is 
due to the wide receiver core and the lack of run game that we uh, that we're seeing um, in Kansas City right now. Uh, I think for Mahomes, you know, there's a lot to be said about consistency and knowing where players will be on the field and when they'll be there. And I think, uh, you know, with the way Kansas City runs their offense, that's more that's more needed than necessarily somebody that's fast or, you know, somebody this big can go up and high point a football and potentially out jump the defender. Uh, and when you don't have that, you know, it throws all it throws things out of wax and you you can take, you know, you can take a Ferrari. You throw one little tiny tool in that engine, I promise you that thing ain't moving, ain't going nowhere. You know, it's kaput. So, you know, it doesn't take much to throw off some of these offenses. And while we've seen Kansas City go out and win and, you know, yes, they could potentially. I would not be shocked to see this game be won by a field goal for the Kansas City Chiefs, but that would still cover for the uh, Minnesota Vikings in this game. And, you know, like I said, a big reason why I stayed off this game was because of my fears about Kansas City. So, being able to get those four points and cover a potential field goal. If I was to be on this game, I'd be back in the Vikings right there with you. All right. That is our bets of week five. Hopefully that helps you guys out. Hopefully you guys win some money, whether you, um, you know, go with us or you fade us um, either way, whatever works for you, as long as you're winning money, that is the goal of the show. And that will be our show. So you can tell the people where they can find you. Be easy. Yes, y'all can reach me at Backyard Action Media here on YouTube and also on Twitter at The Yard Beds. You can find me at NFL Games 1-2 on Instagram and Twitter slash X. And you can find me on this channel on Fridays at 3 o'clock doing good friends, battle rifles, talking Cowboys, Giants with my co-host, Ferris Madonna. Um, yeah, good week for Cowboys, bad week for Giants, so you can want to tune in um, to watch that. And also, you know, we're going to be here every week. We're going to be here every uh, week making you guys money throughout the football season. So lots of opportunities um, to, to, to bet on football because that's what we do here. Um, but, yeah, thanks. Thank you all for watching. Uh, appreciate for all, everybody who tuned in um, this week and all the weeks to come. Um, and like I always say, let's get ready to make that money.